Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down toxic picking it up let's go he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But it gives him respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him Record with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% Sick and he's spitting fire and mice. Got him out the dryer. He's hot. Found him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type. Women wanna be with him. Rappers hope he gets eight years in the making. Patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with wood. He's got making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common name. No fouls to give either way. Curry dancing with Davis. Lost the handle. Keeps the dribble. Tim to shoot. Curry doing it himself here. One foot fadeaway. No good. It's Green with a rebound. Tipped by Wiggins. Another chance for Golden State. Curry a long three. No. Let's remember no timeouts either. So somebody, if they get a steal, has simply got to throw it at the rim. James finds Reeves. Ball in the hands of the Laker, and that's it. Ball game over. The Lakers come storming back in game four. On a terrific Tuesday, at least if you're a Lakers fan, Justin Akery, Wes Moore, and the Wizard. The Lakers win again, 3-1 lead now over the Warriors. And uh, Golden State, the defending champs, are in big, big trouble. Hmm. Also last night, Miami wins again over the Knicks. Took a 3-1 lead as well. And there you go. The Knicks are in big, big trouble. <laughs> All right, we got a couple games tonight to talk about as well. Razorback baseball in the news. Um, softball, obviously, center of the SEC softball universe in Fayetteville this weekend, or this week, I should say. Morning guys were up there today, kicking it with uh, the crew. I'm glad they got Coach Diefel on. Hmm. Apparently, she was unavailable for our time slot. They practice at ten. Practice. Yeah. I mean, how much practice do they need at this point? Come on. Well, after what I saw over the weekend, they need to practice a lot. 
that. Okay, so we've got some guests coming up here in a bit. We're going to talk about uh, NBA playoffs with Pat Bradley in the 11 o'clock hour, thanks to River City Flooring. Kendall Rogers will join us before that, though, at 1040. Talk to him about what's happening with Arkansas, the SEC, uh, National Baseball, Stanford on the rise, Wake Forest number one. Who should Arkansas be concerned about outside of the league? And then who does he like to make a push down the stretch here from the SEC? And whatever else you guys want to get into. Brian Hendricks. Dave Van Horn, Coach of the Year. Yeah, that's definitely a question uh, for sure. Brian Hendricks, courtesy of McClard's Barbecue, will join us in the 11 o'clock hour. We're talking elk hunting, among other things, Wes. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, I've never had... I don't think I've ever eaten elk. Maybe you I haven't have. eaten elk? Maybe I've had one elk yeah. steak. I bet you have. I don't think I ever have. I think maybe a couple of times. I think I had it once in Colorado, and I had it once... I want to say I could be completely correct. Somebody has a good elk. I think, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh. Somebody cooks elk here? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a, the place in, uh, the Italian place in North Little Rock does it. Yes. Capo or something Yes. Like yeah. Uh, g- uh, um, yeah. Capello. 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 Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly right. Capello's elk good. is good. Yeah, yes. it's, I've had that over there too. So yeah, that's the only times I've had it. But hunting for one would be kind of cool. I think. Yeah, I don't want to have to haul it out, but getting it would be cool. Uh, speaking yeah, of... You do. You have to put it on your shoulders and walk it out. I don't. You got to... I don't even know if you... Can you put an elk on a four-wheeler? I don't even know if that is. Seems like it's too heavy. It's mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, you just have to get go side-by-sides. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the weight limit is. I don't even know how much an elk weighs. I've never killed an elk. Over a thousand. I've seen them in the wild, but I never shot at one. When I, one time I did a uh, a canoeing trip, and we saw elk and bear, and it was cool. Mm. They did not bother us. We were Here? No. No. Oh. <laughs> no, I was in, um, I guess it was our Boundary Waters trip. Anyway, that was a long time ago. Um, we've also got some friends coming up from Little Rock Marathon. Speaking of food, they're bringing up some grub, so you guys can save lunch, or you can eat lunch mm. and eat again. Did not know. She what said, are they bringing? I don't know. She huh. said some of their sponsors... Uh-huh. are sending food. And I was like, okay, well, it's we're talking about a mud run, so I'm like, I hope it's not your mud sponsor. So I don't know what, what that means, but they're going to bring some food up today. So, I would think it would be pasta, right? they got to be have, serving a lot of pasta? I don't know. Before a big could run? mud bugs for the mud run. Ooh. Could be. Oh. Could be. That would be fine, too. So, uh, Christian, walk me through what happened yesterday. So we talked about the Lakers a little bit. Um, we need to hear from LeBron. And um, and then boy, the story of the game, I guess, is Lonnie Walker, right? Lonnie Walker the fourth. I had to I had to refamiliarize myself. I can't mm-hmm. lie. Fourth quarter is that what four stands for? No, he's actually the fourth. So he had not scored a, a point before the fourth quarter. No, and he then scored he scored every, he scored fifteen points in the fourth quarter, and he outscored the Warriors on his own in the fourth quarter, or he outshot him at least. I think he outshot him. Yeah, that's insane. What well, a story! Yeah, he had rarely he had rarely played before. That game, pretty much. And he came over this season or the end of last season? This season from the Spurs. Okay. What a great move. Out of Miami. Miami. Hurricane, yep. That's why I was trying to remember where he played. He's got a he's got a pretty good backstory if you look into it. I don't want to get into it too much, but he used to have a uh, a notable hairstyle. Okay. It was pretty big, but the person that styled his hair was a child abuser, and he eventually cut it when he got to the NBA, but there was a story about it. It was pretty good. But. Hmm. You don't want to get into it, but you're going to tell us about it and then not give us all the details. I got you. you okay. Can, you can read it. I can read it on your own time. It's a tease. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, he was great last night, so kudos to him. Here's LeBron's thoughts on his teammates' performance. Tonight, I've been telling him, I said, Lonnie, stay ready. We're going to need you at some point. And for him to be as young as he is, for him to have that that professionalism, come out, stay ready when his number is called. We don't win this game without Lonnie Walker tonight, that's for sure. I think that's for sure. Uh, LeBron also talking about not taking things for granted. They are obviously in control, but it's not over yet. I'm not worried about us going in there comfortable. You just can't do it versus Golden State. It's not even, it's not possible. Man, it's time to get rest now. Tired as hell, man. Get out of my face. (laughs) Take care. Imagine he is. So um, Lakers and Golden State go back to, it's at Golden State next, right? Yep. Okay, so um, yeah, that was I, I think, impressive. I think the Warriors probably take Game Five, and the Lakers have to get Game Six because you do not want to go back to San Francisco for Game Seven. I wouldn't think so. That Is that a must-win? Hmm. I would call Game Six a must-win almost. No, come on, they've already won there. Well, okay. You don't want to, but you is, can. Yeah, game five is a must win. I don't think they're... <laughs> the well, yeah. that's true. Okay, they got a must <laughs> and win. And six, yeah. if there's a six. Yeah. And then it's must win for both of them in game seven. Uh, Jimmy Butler getting the job done with the Heat as they uh, put the Knicks on uh, the brink. And 
I don't know. I guess he's okay, huh? I guess his ankle's fine. Yeah, he, he played pretty well last night. Wire to wire in game three. They nearly did it again here in game four. Grimes comes up short. Rebound controlled by Adebayo. And that's going to do it. The Heat take care of business at home. And now are one win away from a spot in the Eastern Conference Finals. 109 to 101, the final in game four. I was around some people last night who know basketball, and there was a discussion about the Suns, the Lakers, and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So if you had to put your money on one of them, and I'm assuming we're going to take the Western Conference champion to win the whole thing? Yeah, I would. Okay, who are you going with? You Lakers. can't. Uh, you want to wait till after tonight? Oh, really? Okay. What kind of shot you give the Nuggets of the Suns, and who's a better I, matchup? I give the Nuggets a better chance than the Suns, just because the Suns have to rely so much on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, although it has worked so far. But they don't have a bench. There, there's just not a bench, and they have to rely on those guys to score like 80 points every single night. Gotcha. And then the Nuggets, they have some matchup issue, or they could cause some problems for the Lakers with Nikola Jokic, but we'll see how AD would do with that, but... I like the Nuggets better. Have they they played before this year? Did AD play when they played before this year? I think so. I don't know what the numbers were. In the I wonder game. how that matchup would look. It's interesting. They're just different guys, obviously. Well, Nicole is different than everybody. But uh, by the way, he got fined twenty five grand for his push of Matt Ishbia. Did, in the, the, did the owner get fined? I don't think no. so. But he unless also, it was privately, but nothing. There was no suspension at least, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. And I'm glad that uh, he came out and supported Jokic Should. not being suspended throw this out there. Teams that are 3-1 up 3-1 are 264 and 13 all the time. That's I can't not happened too 13 often. times it's happened. I thought I saw 95%. That does not equate to 95%, does it, or does it? It's pretty close. It's pretty close to 95%. Yeah. 264 and 13? Yeah, okay, I guess it is. I don't even... Honestly, the only one I can even remember is the the well, Cavaliers doing it. Yeah, Warriors came back 3-1 against the Thunder and then lost them 3-1 against the Cavs. That was the same year. Wow. Wild. Um, so questions of the day today we're going to get into. If you want to join us, 661-1037. Hit us on Asher Record Live and feedback to our Listen Live button or our First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, also 501-661-1037. Um, Christian, questions of the day today or question of the day today, if you want to do more than one, whatever. Our question of the day today is, and you post it to me, um, do you look through your significant other's phone or sell your Sale. Yeah, know. I think I think devices is fine. Yeah, uh, cell phone, I- iPad, whatever. Do you look through their stuff? I, I guess the the other way to ask it would be, do you have access to it? Because I don't know that everybody does. Do you do you know how to get into your wife's phone? Do you know what her passcode is? Oh yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Do you know what your wife's passcode is? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I knew what my wife's passcode was when I was married. I just don't get. I don't. You don't ever go in there. No. Yeah. Uh, this is probably more for daters, I think, than married people. Probably, if you got to look through your wife's phone because you're worried about something, you probably shouldn't be married. But if you are dating, I think it's probably more common. Anyway, I saw a story here, and it said that 82 percent of people have snooped through other people's devices, and I'm assuming other people largely they mean their significant other. According to this this uh, <laughs> story, what? Be like me going through your phone? Yeah, which, hey, good luck, good luck. Unfortunately, there's no weird pictures or anything. I'm sorry, Wes, to disappoint you. It says a shocking 53% claim they found something incriminating or concerning while going through someone else's device. The most common thing people find is evidence their significant others cheating or flirting with other people. In fact, 70% say they've discovered evidence of digital flirting or in-person cheating after going through someone else's device. Nearly 9 in 10 snoopers go straight to their target's messages, emails, or social media direct messages. So I'm just curious. I don't want to cause any problems in anybody's home. I just think it's interesting to ask. Hmm. Can I get a recap of yesterday because I'm dying to know how many people have gotten it on outside? That was our question (laughs) yesterday. It was National Outdoor Intercourse Day, and uh, Hmm. we asked the question, how Um, many of our listeners have been uh, getting getting frisky among the pines? Yeah, 81% of our listeners have gotten frisky outside. How many? 81. That's disappointing. Oh, you wanted more? Yes. I mean, come on, folks. I thought 9 out of 10 for sure. Well, we may have a certain population to answer that that are of uh, older age, and, you know, they're just happy to 
they've be had, alive. Uh, Wes, they've had that much more time to have already done it. Yeah, no, I, I thought no. Oh, I know. I think I thought the question was posed in the last year. Or, no, 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 no. Ever? Ever? Yeah. Was ever? 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 Oh, in your whole life? Hmm. Yeah. What was the other one? Yeah, our other one was: Do you think Nikola Jokic should be suspended? And eighty-two percent said no on that. So basically, the same number of people who think Jokic should not have been suspended have done it outside. Right. I'm, I'm just disappointed in you folks. Listen, here's the good news: if you're if you're in, people need to get outside and have sex. Yeah, you guys got to get out more. Here's the thing: if you are in the nineteen percent, I, I just think it's something you need to consider. I don't know. Jokic isn't a bad guy. I'm done talking about oh. that. I don't care about that. But I'm I'm actually surprised. Honestly, sh- I don't know who I... Shame more on the people that thought he should be suspended. Yeah, I don't get it. But I'm disappointed in the people who haven't uh, been able to... Uh, I mean, look, a lot of people have a lot of self-control. I respect it. But sometimes, you know, the mood hits and you're... What if you're on camping? You know? No? Yeah. Does, Does that the count? tent count? Inside the tent? I think that counts. Yeah, it still counts. You're in the outdoors. Among the animals. A bear could come through the tent and kill you and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, it counts. That's I think a car with the windows down then should count. No. Should count. Same thing. It's similar, I guess. No, you, that's kind back of, of a truck. Like you have furniture, though. Back of a truck, I'll give you. <laughs> so you're just <laughs> twelve feet yeah, away. I know. There's just something about being in closed space. I don't know. But you're right. A tent's not much different. You, you make a valid point there. I don't. I don't know that we want to hash that out for the next thirty <laughs> minutes, but we probably could. <laughs> anyway, let me get Victor in here, and then we'll uh, we'll move along. What's up, Victor? Oh, not much. How are y'all today? I, I don't even know. I don't even know what we're doing here. <laughs> um, but thanks for calling in. I, I hardly ever watch pro basketball, but I happen to have catch it on, and I, I watched it last night because I thought Moses Moody might get to play, and he did. But any other player besides LeBron James wouldn't last half a game the way he played. He forearm, shoulder, whatever it takes to get in there, and I, I, I just want to see what y'all thought about if, if any other player would be would, would draw foul after foul. Am I completely wrong on that or not? Christian. He's physical. I mean, he's he, a big guy. Yeah. I mean, he's like Shaq, you know. Sometimes, because you're a big guy and stronger than most of the other players, when you you make your way and you use that to your advantage, why wouldn't he? And he but he uses, I mean, he uses things that other players follow than he is to get called for a foul for mm-hmm. and he doesn't get called on it. Well, Steph Curry last night, did y'all see that? He took, did he take, was it five steps he took and they let him get away with I mean, it? They've yeah. been letting, it four or five? They've, they've been letting Curry walk the entire I mean, it series. Cr- it's ridiculous. I mean, three, I get, I'm okay with. I guess that's, you know, we've gotten to that point. But it was, I think it was five steps. He travels like crazy. He gets away with a lot. I, I appreciate it, fellas. I drive a truck and I, I, I listen to y'all. Y'all keep me entertained. So Thank I you. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, Victor. Safe travels. Honestly, don't get me wrong. I don't like it, but it doesn't take away from the game for me. No, it doesn't. But he's gotten away with a bunch of walks, Christian, in this in this series specifically. But yeah, you know. um, superstars get away with things. That's that's how sure. the NBA has always. Well, it's worked. always been that way. Yeah, Michael Jordan gets away with push-offs, but I don't know how many travels he got away with. No, I, I meant in regards <laughs> yeah. to the LeBron thing. Like superstars are going to get calls. Sure. and they're going to get away with things. Yeah, I suppose. Would you rather them clean up the carries? Or the travels, the carries. Yeah, the palming the ball. The, the, you they know, don't. That I never don't gets care. called. Yeah, I don't that care doesn't about bother that. you. I, as someone who couldn't dribble very well, I need all the help I can get, and I wish I as had tried to carry more. As long as you don't more. like, just sit there with it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm with that. you. I don't think it's that big of a deal. The guys, the guys are so good defensively and athletic, but the offensive players are so talented too. So they've always got an advantage. I don't know. I don't. I don't ever. It never crosses my mm-hmm. mind. The traveling thing, I don't think they miss a ton of them, but there have been a couple of egregious ones think, that were pretty bad from Curry in this yeah, series. Yeah, I think they've cleaned up traveling as from recent years anyway. Yeah. Uh, i got a note here from someone who would know. Fun fact, people might change the passcode on their phone, but they don't change their password for the Apple ID, and you can basically look at all that stuff in the cloud depending upon the backups. Hashtag busted. Wow. He, Dang. So he's been looking at That's stuff. deep. Um, well, it might be somebody mm. who's in the business, too. Yeah. Oh, so hmm. just a thought. Um, anyway, I'm not suggesting that you change your password. I I'd suggest maybe just don't do wrong <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's like Ron White said, you can't get busted if you don't cheat. You know, it's real simple that way. Um, but I do think that people are probably curious, and there's, um, you know, it's uh, it's understandable to have some curiosity. I suppose. I wonder what she's googling today. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> 
Anyway. I Googled that, too. Yeah. 1025, and we will take a timeout. When we come back, we will uh, get into some other items of note from the world of sports. And we've got Kendall Rogers coming up, I guess, technically in the next segment as well. Yeah, 40-ish. Keep this one maybe tight. Yep. And then take an early break. break. Yeah, they could do that and go along with him in the last segment of the hour. Yeah. I like that idea. 1025. Big O Tires has their deal back, their good deal. Buy three, get the fourth tire free. Absolutely free. It's not a gimmick. It's not a coupon. It's not a rebate. They haven't jacked up the prices of the first three tires to make up for that fourth tire. It is a legitimate. Buy three tires, you get the fourth tire free. Right now, Cabot and Conway. And Conway, they're on Hark Rider. And Cabot is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Great selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. Go take advantage of it. Don't know how long this deal will last, but it's buy three, four tire, absolutely free. And Big O Tires does more than just tires. They do maintenance. They'll work on your vehicle. If there's something wrong, check engine light comes on. Who do you call? Where do you take it? Big O Tires, Cabin and Conway. Big O Tires, the team we trust. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Arkansas Razorbacks baseball is now number three in the country in the latest D1Baseball.com poll. Wake Forest is number one. LSU is now number two. Arkansas sits there at number three with Stanford and Vanderbilt sitting behind them at number four and number five. It sets up a massive series this weekend for Arkansas at home as they host South Carolina, a team that is just outside the top five at number six in the country. The Razorbacks sit at number one in the SEC West right now at 17-7. and They're also tied for number one in the league as a whole with Vanderbilt at that 17-7 and mark. The SEC softball tournament begins tonight at Bogle Park in Fayetteville. It'll be Missouri and Mississippi State. The winner of that game will take on Alabama tomorrow. The winner of that game will get the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are the number four seed in this SEC tournament. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. You don't stay in business for 95 years unless you're doing something right. McCord's Barbecue is still going strong after 95 years with delicious barbecue and all the fixings, plus their hand-rolled tamales. And Philip McCord is still smoking meat and ribs. They're still offering their signature tamale spread, too. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock, still using the original McCord's Barbecue sauce recipe from 1928. Stop in from 11 to 7 on weekdays and 11 to 8 on weekends. So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. At a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acri and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. She see money all around me. Welcome back in the zone. We're going to have a relatively short segment here, about 10 minutes. We've got Kendall Rogers coming up from D1 Baseball. Look forward to talking to him about, uh, well, there's a lot going on, obviously, in baseball, especially related to Arkansas. 
And the Hogs continue to find a way, despite the injuries and the issues. And uh, kudos to the players and the coaching staff. Phenomenal job. And all of you haters out there said Arkansas is no good and they're not going to go to the World Series. Well, probably feel a little different now. Although Navy Mike's still convinced they're not going to. So, And Stan, they're not going to win a title. Well, they're not going to win a title, Stan thinks. But, yeah, I don't think Mike even thinks they're going to have a chance to get to Omaha. But if they're hosting the regional, and I think they're very confident in that, I think we all are, uh, yeah. and a super, which I think we're all very confident Pretty in confident, at this yeah. point as well, unless they get swept the last six games. Yeah. Um, the odds are certain in your favor. I'd like to see the percentage. There's got, maybe we can ask Kendall that. Yeah. What's the percentage of teams that host as a national seed, as one of the top eights, and get the re- super regionals at home? Um, or I guess just being a top eight seed. Like, mm-hmm. what percentage of the top eights typically make to, it? To Omaha? Yeah, on average over the last 10 years. I'd what go, would you say? I'd go 60%. Yeah, that's probably right. It's about what I would have guessed. Yeah. Let's see what he says. I mean, they're up. I mean, Arkansas, North Carolina State. You know, it happens. But then Arkansas, of course. Tennessee the next year, remember? Arkansas State. traveled both time, both weeks last and, year and made it. And beat North Carolina on the road last year, who was the top eights. You know, so yeah, it does happen. Maybe it's 50%. I'd say 50 to 60%. We'll get Kendall's thoughts. I want stats. I want numbers. I want facts. I don't want thoughts. I want information. He's probably got to have that somewhere. That's his, that's his gig. Uh, I have facts about your yard and Sanders Ground Essentials, and you can call them today at 501-315-9395 or just get on the web at sandersground.com. Over 20 years and still growing. They've been taking care of people's lawns for a long time around Arkansas. I like to use the local guys, so I encourage you to do the same. Kent and Kyle building their business from scratch a couple of decades ago, and every dime you spend on them goes right back into hiring local folks instead of some big out-of-state corporation. So we like to consider ourselves very local people. We're community station. We're locally owned. We're locally operated. And they are locally owned and operated as well. And I love that about them. Uh, Our friends over at Sanders want to do exactly what it takes to make your lawn look great. Weed and fertilization program Get it set up right now, and you'll see the benefits right away. And with them treating your lawn now, later on this spring and into the summer months, you'll find yourself mowing less and enjoying your lawn more. You'll also be the envy of your neighborhood. So get Sanders Ground Essentials on it, 501-315-9395 or sandersground.com. Congratulations to Razorback pitcher Shanice Delcy. Mm, Wes is very excited about it. Um, she is one of 14 athletes selected by Athletes Unlimited in the draft on Monday. The reigning pitcher of the year and second-team All-American has had a great career, obviously. And I don't even know what an Athletes Unlimited draft is, but she went in the draft. Do you know what this is? It's a professional softball league. Okay. Athletes Unlimited. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. I don't know how this Are there multiple, or is that the only one? No, well, the one the there was another girl from Arkansas drafted in it last year, Danielle Gibson. Yep, Delcy was picked ninth overall by the Oklahoma City Spark. Christian, maybe you can support your uh, Oklahoma City team. Yeah, that make you so happy. Uh, this weekend, the matchups in the SEC for baseball include Auburn at Ole Miss, which is not one of the more relevant ones. Vandy's at Florida. That's a great matchup. You got a yeah. top five matchup going there. Kentucky's at Tennessee. Good, good matchup there. Alabama A and M. Um, where's Vandy this weekend? I just said Vandy, Florida. Okay, so that's a chance for Arkansas. Maybe they can win a couple against South Carolina to take over the lead alone. So that would be good. But then you got to watch behind you because LSU's a half game behind and they play Mississippi State this weekend. And I think we all saw how bad Mississippi State is playing right now. It's in Baton Rouge, yeah, too. So that is uh, concerning. Speaking of LSU... The national champion women's basketball team is going to visit the White House May 26th, it was announced this week. It will be the fourth sport from LSU to make a White House visit. UConn Huskies men's program also will be traveling out to visit. They are going to go on the same day, which is weird. I didn't know they ever did that. Do they usually do that? I don't know. I thought they do that normally different days. Of course, there was the whole thing about how Joe Biden said, oh, we want to have both teams. What are you, stupid? Come on. We're not doing that. Um, so, anyway, apparently the uh, Lady Tigers have gotten over the comment. Angel Reese was pretty bent about it, obviously. And I'm glad that they are moving forward and going to go. So, that's good. I mean, it's a great thrill to be able to do that. And um, I hate that the First Lady suggested that the runner-up, just because they're real good at basketball, too, which I'm pretty sure that uh, San Diego State would like to go visit the White House, too. But they didn't win. No. So, you don't get to go if you don't win. That's part of the deal. FAU, can they go? 
That was uh, a heck of a story. It is a great story. It is a great story. But it is, um, that's just not how things work. No. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, we were talking about defense the other day, too. Um, back to baseball for a second. We can talk about this with Kendall. But, you know, Arkansas leads the league in double plays hit into this year. Hit into? Hit into. I Ar- did not know that. I, yeah, it's close. And then they, you knew, did know probably that they lead the league in double plays. 45 double plays turned by Arkansas, negating um, a lot of uh, base runners. And then Kentucky and Alabama are tied for second with 39. Oh, wow. So Arkansas has been the best in the land. At That's that. a significant lead. It is. Or at least the best in the league. I'm assuming they're among the nation's leaders. So... Um, but yeah, you know it's funny because we've talked about this. Like Arkansas does not do anything remarkably well, except for that. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think they lead the league in saves. Yes, you're right. And uh, but batting average, very average. Mm-hmm. They're putting the average in in just about everything. Earn run average, pretty average. Mm-hmm. But it's fielding. all it's all working I out. I saw their third in fielding, which surprised me a little bit. Well. I thought they were high. I thought they led the league in fielding. Maybe yeah. they did a couple weeks ago. Well, the thing that's cool is, and you know, we, you know, fielding is about errors. But to me, there are plays that might not have gone as errors if they had uh, not made them. Mm-hmm. But they make a lot of those plays. I think that's the biggest thing for me, and that doesn't show up in the stats. And it's subjective because of the scorekeeper, sure, as Coach Van Horn said the other day. But I saw three or four plays that are maybe, I don't know, 50-50s. That were all made by Arkansas. I mean, defensively, they were so sharp over yeah. the weekend. And so they probably would have won even if they don't make those plays, but it makes things a little less stressful when you do. Mm-hmm. 10.37, we'll take a break a little bit early. We'll talk to Kendall Diggs. Kendall Diggs. Talk to Kendall Rogers. How about that? We can ask About Kendall, Kendall Diggs. Yeah. yeah. On the other side. I got Kendall Diggs on the mind because that was our clip of the day yesterday. Jace Borfin talking about his teammate and whether or not he likes hitting up topper in the uh, cleanup spot. Regardless, he raked all weekend with 10 RBI. Fantastic performance, including a grand slam. Anyway, we'll talk D1 baseball with Kendall Rogers after a timeout. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. And their summertime auto loan special. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. No payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Hey, what's up everybody? This is John Neighbors. If you missed Out of Bounds, you missed this with Razorback baseball player Peyton Stovall. Saw the game and must take his shirt off in celebration being Kansas. It's probably not something Dave's going to do anytime soon, right? <laughs> I asked him, and he said, I said, Coach Van Horn, what would it take you to take off your shirt like Coach Musselman did? And of course, he kind of started laughing. He was like, well, we're in Omaha and late in June, and, and uh, we end up winning that thing, and that'd be the only shot that, uh, that I'd probably do. Out of Bounds every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Hey, Courtney, what are you getting your mom for Mother's Day? Well, I'm taking her to the butcher shop that day for lunch. And you know what else, Hope? We may even go back there for dinner, too. Wait, what? Are you saying the butcher shop's open for lunch on Mother's Day this Sunday? That's right, starting at 11, and they're staying open through dinner until 9 o'clock. Do you need to make a reservation? It probably wouldn't hurt. I know I went ahead and made one. Your dad is going to be so jealous. The Butcher Shop Steakhouse, opening at 11 a.m. on Mother's Day. And remember, they're open every Tuesday through Friday for lunch, too. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics, to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real, so I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back. I'm in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 
501-222-8440. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Big O Tires knows it's frustrating to jump through hoops. We hate them as much as you do. So we're bringing back our buy three, get one free sale. At Big O, we legitimately give you a free tire. We don't mark it up. We don't make you mail in a rebate. You honestly get a free tire. No hoops. Buy three, get one free. At the Big O Tire Stores in Conway and Cabin. We have something for every vehicle. So save money today and get tight, service, straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabin. You're in the zone with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Take Network. Me a path to follow and I'll tread any dangerous road. I will beg and I'll steal, I will borrow. If I can make, if I can make your heart my home. Throw me to this Saturday at the North Little Rock downtown RV park. They're always very specific about that, so I have to be very careful on how I, how I say that. You know where it is. It's BuzzWQ where it always is. So go over and see us over there uh, this weekend. Should be a ton of fun. I want to thank Dubby's and our great sponsors. Dubby's been doing it for over a decade, which is crazy. Um, we got a lot of great sponsors this year. Benefits, Ronald McDonald House. Ten bucks per person. Eight and under free. Tickets are on sale now at BuzzWQ.com. So we got People's Choice this year, sauce, brisket, and side dish is a new competition this year, which I would like to be in on judging. Got about 60 teams. Just found out today, just for um, clarification, for parking, the Simmons Arena parking lot, which has not always been open because mm-hmm. of graduations and various things, mm-hmm. is open this year. Oh, good. So you can park there, walk across, very easy, in and out. And there's plenty of street parking around there as well. So we look forward to seeing you this weekend at Buzzbecue. This is our, it's like a just shy, maybe 19, is that right? Yeah, 19th annual. It's insane. I can't believe we've been doing this for 19 years. I'm old. Uh, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball standing by to chit-chat with us about uh, the Razorbacks and the SEC and um, national baseball stories as well. Kendall, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Let's focus uh, specifically on Dave Van Horn for a moment. How would you rate this, of all the years Dave Van Horn has been the coach at Arkansas, how would you rate the job he's done so far this year? Plus, I mean, you know, you look around the country and, you know, there's teams like you say and whatnot that have a lot of injuries. And, you know, right now they're not even on the bubble. You've got Arkansas with all these injuries and setbacks. And, you know, they'll be a random top eight at this point. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like we we all knew he was a premier coach, uh, but what he's done this year is pretty incredible. Is he the national coach of the year in your opinion? Uh, he would he would be my leading candidate. I mean, I think when you look at what he's done, I mean, it's kind of hard not to go with him considering all they've been through. But he would be the kind of the leading candidate for me. I think you look at Tom Walter as well. But I mean, this is a team that we we thought would be really good in Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas is a team we thought would be really good, but I mean. To have those many guys out and just continue you know, chugging along is, is ultra-impressive. Arkansas's got three pitchers out with season-ending injuries. Against Mississippi State, there were three of their everyday players out of the lineup. I know every team has injuries, but how does that compare, Kendall, to other teams around the country? Are there others that are going through this or even more? How's this compare? Uh, there's not many. I mean, you know, UCLA would be in that equation. Um, you know, they've lost, I think, uh, two of their three weekend starters. Uh, LSU as uh, a team that, you know, they would have they would have had Grant Taylor in the weekend rotation. He's been out for much of the year. Chase Shores was in the rotation. Uh, he's out for the year. Uh, but they also have the luxury of having a guy like Paul Skeens. And, you know, not, not to say like Hunter Holland can't be Paul Skeens, but I mean, Paul Skeens is the best pitcher in college baseball. So that's kind of helped them, obviously. Uh, and then when you look at like South Carolina, you know, notice that those guys have had a bunch of injuries as the plate, and also notice that their results have suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you know, Noah Hall's on the shelf. They've got a couple of position players on the shelf. And all of a sudden, they're losing series. Well, Arkansas, you know, don't, you know doesn't have Tavian Josenberger and doesn't have Jared Wagner. And what do they do? They sweep A&M at home, mm-hmm. and they just continue winning. So, uh, it, it's just been crazy impressive. I mean, I, I feel like Every other year, I'm like, oh, this is the best coaching job Dave Van Horn and his staff have done. And then now it's once again, I think this is the best coaching job they've done. So what's really scary about this team 
is I think if you get Tiger back, um, you know, you get you know Josenberger and Wagner back, you know, those guys. And I know it sounds strange, but like those guys being out, being banged up, actually kind of helps them down the stretch because it's it's kind of allowed them a physical reset. You know, this is a long season; it's a grinder, and. Hmm. For guys like Josenberger and Wagner to sit out and they don't really skip a beat in terms of the wins and losses, now all of a sudden you get those guys back and they're ultra-fresh where some of the other teams are playing are worn out. So it's, it's a huge luxury to not only have those guys back and have them kind of refreshed as, you know, and re-energized, so to speak, but also the fact they've been able to win some of those games as well. So that's a great point. We talked to uh, Jace Borfin yesterday, and that was one of the things he said. I asked him, how are you doing? Because he's a guy that's been in there. And he said, I'm tired. I mean, and it's understandable. So you're right. That's a great yeah. point to think about those guys who have missed some games. And if they can get sharp by the time it's critical, that will certainly be a, a big boost, I would think, to Arkansas. Um, as far as, uh, you know, I guess the, the way that the rest of the schedule matches up for Arkansas, you've got two big tests, home against a top-10 South Carolina team. They're not yeah. playing great right now. Then you go on the road to Vanderbilt, a top-five team at the end of the season. What do you think, in our, in your mind, does Arkansas have to do to lock up a national seed, one of those top-eight spots? Uh, I think if they can just go three and three in the final two, I think they're they're pretty much a stone-cold lock. I mean, that, you know, I think they're catching South Carolina at a good time, and South Carolina's really banged up. They're going to get uh, Will McGillis and Thomas LaCroix uh, back today, uh, I believe, in the midweek game. But, I mean, they're still banged up on the mound. It's not that Noah Hall is likely down for the year is like Eli Jerzenbeck is also out for the year. So they're really banged up on the mound. But, you know, Dave and Horn would tell his team, like, hey, you're, you're, you're dealing with a team that knows its, its hosting chances are kind of on the line. They're kind of a wounded dog. And those teams can be pretty scary. So I, I do. I think they're catching them at a pretty good time uh, when you look at South Carolina. So that, that's an interesting series, but I like Arkansas' chances at home. You know, what does the SEC tournament mean these days, or for that matter, any t- postseason tournament? Well, I would argue that if Arkansas, let's say, let's just say Arkansas goes three and three. Like, if I'm Dave Van Horn, like, I mean, I'm going there. I'm, I'm cool with playing a couple of games to get my guys to work, and I'm good with going home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see it, it. We see it every year, right? I mean, Tennessee last year, they go to the SEC tournament. They make this, you know, this impressive run. They win the SEC tournament, and two weeks later, they're just out of gas and. I just think when you combine the SEC season, regular season with that tournament, that is just an absolute meat grinder, and it, it's impossible. It's like you just mentioned Borfin. It's impossible for you know a twenty to twenty four, twenty five year old to not be exhausted by that schedule. This you know, there's just so many ups and downs every week. So I just think in Arkansas's case, the same goes for like LSU uh, and Vandy. Like, I just want to go there. As long as you go three and three the last two, I just want to get there, play a couple of games, go home, and be happy. Unfortunately, we all know that the year before Tennessee won the SEC tournament, Arkansas won the SEC tournament, and then they were bounced by North Carolina. Same result. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Same result. It's hard, man. So why are we playing the SEC tournament? I mean, why are we keeping it around? I mean, it's partly money, but, I mean, there is an element of conference tournaments that I do like in the sense that it gives bubble teams another chance. Uh, this year in the SEC, it may not matter as much as if Georgia, Auburn, and A&M all continue to win down the stretch. They're all three getting in no matter what. So, I mean, you could theoretically have an SEC tournament this year that literally means nothing other than the, than the last place, you know, the last team that's in the field. Um, I would just argue that it gives some teams a chance to make a run. You know, I, I think back, I, I continue to go back to, you know, was it two or three years ago? And it had, you know, the Pac-12, uh, Arizona had won like 14 straight games in the season. Their RPI was just a little short, but I mean, they were the hottest team in the country, and they did not have a conference tournament at that point, and they did not get a chance to go to the conference tournament, go on another run, and work their way in the tournament. And, I, and Jay Johnson, you know, still brings it up today. Like, had we had a conference tournament, I had zero doubt we would have gone on a run and we would have gotten in the field. Instead, they were left out. So there is that element. I mean, there there will be situations like South Carolina. Let's say South Carolina leaves us here this weekend. Like, I think they're going to have to win the Tennessee series and probably play pretty well in Hoover to still be a top-16 seed. So uh, it will mean something to some teams, but overall, yeah, it's not going to mean a lot this year. So you expect how many teams to host in the regional and the SEC? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Vandy's a a lock, Arkansas's a lock. I I still like uh, Kentucky right now would have to be a lock. You know, it's kind of crazy. They lost in the four straight SEC series. And they kind of washed away their, their sense, so to speak, by you know winning that or sweeping South Carolina. Uh, LSU obviously would be a host. Um, and then who, who am I South Carolina, out? Florida? 
Yeah, I mean, Florida still feel pretty good about. South Carolina still feel pretty good about. But those are two teams now. The last two weeks, they, they can't afford to, to tank at all. I think if one of those two teams scuffles down the stretch, they could see themselves out of the top 16. Let me ask you about, we were just talking about this sort of uh, wondering aloud. And I don't, I don't expect you to have the number off the top of your head. I was just curious, though, if you had any idea. Out of the last maybe 10 years or so, what percentage of national seeds make it to Omaha? I want to say it's like 60, 60-something percent. I, want to, I think it's like 62 percent, I believe. It's literally so what we guess. Like the top eight seeds make it to Omaha. Okay, yeah. that makes us feel better. All right. And what's crazy is, like, I mean, that's not a very high percentage for the top eight seeds. I mean, you're talking about the eight best teams in college baseball, and only is like 62 to 65 percent of their teams actually get to Omaha. So that's an extremely low percentage. And so, I, you know, it's just one of those things, like, as you guys have certainly learned, uh, you know, in, in Fayetteville, that it's really hard to not only get to Omaha, but actually win the whole thing when you get there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the, I mean, I would argue that it, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do in sports is to get through two rounds of the postseason. And, and two different setups, by the way. You're, you know, one's a regional, one's a three-game series, and then, oh, by the way, you got to go to the, the College World Series. And if you get in the loser's bracket, you're in big trouble. Yeah, that's a good point. Let me ask you about some specifics with Arkansas. And, you know, Kendall Diggs, a guy that had a huge weekend um, over the weekend, had 10 RBI, had a grand slam. He's batted, yeah. you know, deeper in the order around the, the cleanup spot or third, and then now he's batting leadoff. It doesn't seem to matter. The guy's just got a real penchant for clutch hits when guys are on base. He's uh, He's been remarkable. What do you think about his performance and anybody else on Arkansas's offense that stands out to you so far? Yeah, man, I, I tell you what, that's great to see. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's like the consummate program player. Um, and, you know, earlier this year I remember seeing him at Globe Life, and, you know, he had a couple of really big hits. So I want to say he had a big hit against – Texas, maybe that that seems like like ancient history yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. But I just remember he had some big hits. I'm kind of like, man, I wasn't sure I was expecting that out of Kendall Biggs. And you know, I just feel like Arkansas always has like that dude. Like there's always a couple of guys every year. Like I felt like Jalen Battles was kind of that guy a couple of years ago. Like that there's that one guy that like they're not really expecting to kind of be the big game breaker, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this guy's really good. All of a sudden, so he kind of fits that. He kind of fits that description for me this year with Arkansas. Uh, I think the two guys for me that I've just really loved this year, and I'm excited to see him back, is uh, Jared Wagner. You know, I saw him uh, earlier this year again at Globe Life and obviously throughout the year from afar. But, I mean, you know, he was amazing opening weekend, and he did not skip a beat. Like, he is a really good hitter. He's a really good power hitter. Uh, you know, the other guy for me, Jace Borfin, you know, he was a kid that, you know, I saw at Oklahoma. I saw at the Cape Cod League. And, like, man, it was toolsy, toolsy, toolsy. And the production never met the tools. And I, it's awesome to see that the production is finally meeting the tools for him. Uh, having, you know, him having a, a big time breakout year has really helped him. And frankly, this kind of goes back to this whole, this whole coaching thing and the ability to overcome these injuries is look at how many guys throughout this roster have stepped up. Like Kendall Diggs, like all of a sudden he's a big time game breaker. Like that's probably not something we all expected coming in this season. Jace Borfin, you know, last year, uh, I think he hit what in like the mid two fifties. He's become a big time game breaker this year. So yeah, they've had some guys down, but they've also had some unexpected guys step up. I mean, look at the A and M series with McLaughlin and guys like that. I mean, they're just getting guys step up in all sorts of different positions. Yeah, pretty glaring guy we have not mentioned yet is a guy that came in with a ton of hype and got off to a horrific start. Speaking of Globe Life, and even got benched at one point. But now Caleb Cowley, and I'm not a even an amateur. Uh, Major League yeah. Baseball scout, but the guy looks like a, a big league third baseman at this point at the at the bat and in the field. Yeah, no doubt, and that kind of goes back to it's kind of funny. We you know we were talking about this as a staff earlier this year, but like when's the last time Arkansas had a bad left field? You know, you could look back at the Casey Martin days and go, you know, Casey scuffled a little bit defensively. But I mean, other than that, Arkansas always has a good left side of the infield, and you could see with Cali. Uh, earlier this year at Globe Life, uh, I didn't think he was great. But, I mean, you could see the tools there. You could see the physicality. Uh, and sometimes, man, it just takes it takes kids the, you know, time to make that transition. Uh, and clearly he's made that transition at this point. Got to ask you about Hagen Smith. We have him on uh, our show every Wednesday. He'll be with us tomorrow. Uh, great stuff. 
Uh, we've seen him out of the bullpen be electric, and we've seen him a couple times start. And last week he started, but his problem is walks, number of pitches. He just can't go deep, Kendall. I mean, last week he, they had to get him out after five innings, and I know they want him to go six, seven innings, but they just can't get it because of a, you know, the number of pitches he's throwing per inning. What do you think is the best role for Hagen Smith? You know, I think if you look ahead to the postseason with with injuries and whatnot, assuming Tiger can, is able to be, you know, 100 percent effective, uh, I like him as a starter. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I was having this same conversation with Kevin O'Sullivan over the weekend in College Station about Brandon Spoke. And the, pro- you know, the problem running with a guy like Hagen Smith is his stuff is so nasty, his slider is so good, that he has the ability to rack up a lot of strikeouts. And, you know, Sully made the point to me about Spoke, the same kind of applies to Hagen, that, dude, sometimes you need to pitch to contact. Like, yeah, it's, it's awesome that you have a big-time slider and that you get a lot of swings and misses, but, hey, man, we also need you to pick the, pitch to contact sometimes. So, you know, I, I know that's easier said than done when he's got a nasty arsenal like that. But I think for him, it's just kind of minimizing the game. Uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe throw some pitches that, could, that they can, the hitters can make contact with. You know, maybe not necessarily hitting a gap and some things like that. But I mean, that's what comes with the territory when you have a, a repertoire where you know you can rack up a ton of strikeouts in your right. That's going to be a big key as we get in the postseason. Like he, you know, if he starts, he's going to have to give a depleted bullpen. You know, more than four or five innings like that that can't happen in the postseason but i would start him in the postseason i just think he's such a valuable weapon i can't i I would hate if i'm dave van horn to be in a situation to where i end up losing a game because he's not available because i've already used another bullpen Kendall, we've only got about a minute left. We're talking to Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball for just tuning in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We talked about Wake Forest. I want to touch on a couple other teams you feel like are going to be factors at the end of the season. Stanford had a big jump up this week into the top five. Duke are in the top ten. Coastal Carolina, former national champion, is hanging around. Miami, Clemson. A lot of programs we expect to be in the mix are hanging around the top ten. Who do you like to be a factor as the season wears on here down the stretch? Yeah, you know, Wake's been a cool team because you know, they're one of those clubs that, you know, they haven't been to Omaha since the 1950s. Um, they were a program that has culturally, you know, has not really proven they deserve to be considered an elite team. And yet, I mean, they've been as advertised as not more. I mean, this is a club that's number one in the country in ERA. Uh, they're number, what, 30 in the country in batting average. They're number two in the country in home runs per game as an offense. So they're just an ultra-balanced club. Um, I think when you look at the, the rest of the ACC, you know, Duke was a team that, you know, went to – you know, back-to-back Super Regionals struggled last year, but now they're back in a groove, and that's about their number one starter. So that's ultra-impressive what you know, Chris Pollard has done. I think the other storyline for me is when you look at the ATC is, you know, the fall of Louisville. You know, this is a team that, you know, they got to a Super Regional last year. We thought they would be a, a national championship contender this year. And right now they're 9-15 and 15, uh, wow. in the ACC. And there's some other programs around the country that are in the same kind of predicament. You know, we just mentioned UCLA, a preseason top-20 club. Uh, they have pretty much no shot to make the postseason right now. You look in the Big 12, you know, Texas Tech and TC are on the extreme bubble. They may, may not get in the field. So a lot of really interesting storylines as we as we near the postseason. But uh, for Arkansas fans, it's kind of business as usual, which is a little unexpected when you consider the, the injuries uh, in this program. No doubt. Kendall, listen, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. We'll watch for your you coverage. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball. We are up against the top of the hour. We'll be back in a second. Pat Bradley will join us, courtesy of our friends at River City Flooring.